While many are focused on the financial use cases for blockchain, others are building out tech to utilize blockchain to make things we do better. In 2019, people around the world spent over $250 billion on books. Understanding how people purchase and consume the written word provides us with a use case begging for a better mousetrap. Today, we welcome Joshua Stone, CEO and co-founder of Book.io, to the show to discuss the future of books. This is especially interesting to Travis and myself, as we're both published authors. So listen, watch, or read along on our sponsored episode number 678 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, and today the book nerds, Joel Com here and Sir Lord Travis Wright, other book nerd over there. That's true. Between Joel and I, I believe we've written 16 books. Joel's written about 15 of those. So gotta catch but up. Yours is really, really good. So ah, so there's that. that uh, some good. of mine. Some of mine are bad, but by the way, you know, you say that all the time, but you don't mention the 25 eBooks that I've also written. Well, my God, we never even discussed that. That's what that's so so collectively (laughs) folks, collectively, we have written 42 books. Joel's written written 41 of them, but that's now I need to go count and find out how many actually, so I can have an extra, extra count of that. Yeah. I'm Uh, working on, I'm going to work on a new book. I'm working on a new book. We're going to discuss that too today. So let's go. Yeah, your your new book is going to be how to write forty two books with AI and in, in one sitting, so I can right. catch up with all well, your books on how to write with copy with, with, with ghostwriters. So it's good. I mean, it's kind of AI is kind of a ghostwriter. It's like a super ghostwriter. Well, you guys, we get a lot of email and a lot of pitches to us for people wanting to be on the show. And many times people are saying, hey, we'll we'll pay you money to come on your show. It's been a long time. It's very rare that we have taken money from anybody to do a sponsored episode. And the way we uh, we look at it is, hey, if somebody is a guest on the show and they bring a ton of value and then there's an oh, by the way, this is my website. That's not sponsored material. That's pure content. But when somebody comes on and they've got a great product and we think it's great and we want to bring it to you, then it becomes a sponsored interview. So to disclose fully and completely, we are being compensated for this interview today, but we have vetted this project. We like what we see. We like the dude we're about to welcome to the show. And with that, we're going to bring the CEO and co-founder of Check Out This Domain book io his name is joshua stone he's got over 25 years in the tech industry and uh, many of those in the publishing industry revolutionizing how we purchase and consume book material josh welcome sir to the bad crypto podcast thanks thanks for having me guys a big big fan it's a great treat to to sit down and talk with you both well, it's a treat for us, and it, your background is a treat. We have behind us AI variations of our uh, our books. You have a real world variation of your studio behind you. They're, they're actually the the digital uh, books that we've done, but in print form, so kind of the reverse. So let let's start with this, Josh. What is broken 
in the book industry that needs uh, to even have a blockchain solution to make it better? That's a good question. So um, if you buy a book today, a digital book from uh, an online retailer, right, a Kindle or an iBooks, uh, either an ebook or an audiobook, you don't actually buy that book. What you're buying is a license just to view it. So if you, you know, unsubscribe from that platform, um, you know, move away from it, uh, you lose all access to your books. Uh, and with that licensing agreement as well, what you're really agreeing to, if you look in the fine print, is the publisher, the author, or even the retailer can go in and take that book off your shelf. This is kind of the recent stuff that's happened where they've gone in and like changed books to, you know, make them more woke or whatever, but they can change contents of books. Yeah, I noticed that like 1984, the book changed and they got rid of certain parts of it. And there was a bunch of other sort of banned books that are like, they, they, you can't even have it in your, in your Kindle. They, take Wait, they changed. They actually changed 1984 itself. Yeah. I mean, uh, is that what not I recall? Just... They changed some some stuff in there to make it more woke or to that's uh, irony on display. Actually, Joel, actually, 1984, the book, it never existed. Did you not know that's <laughs> that, that is a figment of your imagination? So it's kind of wild how that can actually happen, Joshua, how ownership is not true ownership. It's. It's like you're paying to use a digital library, essentially, if that's the case. If they can delete you from accessing your books that you bought or your audio books that you you don't actually own them. That's one reason why Joel and I are like, wow, this book, this book platform, if it's done correctly, and I think it's a lot of it's still kind of early UX and there's some early stuff going on, but the functionality is there. It, it reminds me, I, like last night I was playing with it. You go to book.io, you connect your wallet. And then you can read a book and it looks to me like if I'm looking at it online, which I'm, I wasn't using my phone or anything, it looks to me like I was using the online Kindle reading version of it, right? Because the book looks like a print book. It's still kind of got that look and feel, but it, but it, but I could actually just read it right from my desktop on the browser. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing when you really, like, I guess, kind of backing up just a little bit, we, we have a history in, in books, I do. And um I've been a big fan of crypto for a long time. And so as I started to think about kind of what, you know, going back to your question, Joel, about what's broken, it's like there is this issue, but really like when you get deeper into it, it's like we don't actually own the digital assets that we buy, right? So it's like we've seen this with crypto and, and NFTs and I've, you know, participated in all that for, for years. When it sort of occurred to us, you know, books and music and movies are sort of the same way, right? I, I purchased them. Uh, but I don't, I'm, I'm really just like leasing them or buying like access. Yeah. You know, as I talk to my son, uh, who's a big gamer, this is one of his big beefs with the gaming industry. It's the same thing. You know, it used to be, you'd go buy a box software, you'd, you know, have the floppy disks, you would have a physical possession and, uh, you would install it in your computer. And when you're done with it, you box it back up with the discs and the manuals in there and you could sell it to somebody and then you reap the benefits. Now you're buying a license to the game and you're in their environment. If they ever decide to shut down their multiplayer servers which some have done recently then all of a sudden your your game uh, at least that aspect of it is worthless so it is it is a broken system and so blockchain fixes this 
how, not that I don't know the answer, but I want you to say it. <laughs> yeah. So we do things a little bit differently than, than the current sort of NFT space. So we use NFTs as like a form of, of um, you know, validating the ownership uh, component, but the actual, the, and the entire guts of the book itself are completely decentralized. So we, we take a book uh, um, or file, we, we break it apart into lots of little chunks. All those are encrypted. All those are stored in decentralized storage. And then our DAP reader uh, basically verifies that you own that. And then it streams in those bits and re-encrypts them and reassembles it so you can read the content. So unlike, you know, traditional NFT where everything is public and there's been some other kind of early like predecessors of this where they, they've, you know, they've put out something as, as a book. Uh, but really, you can still go and view like a you know just just a PDF file or an EPUB file uploaded to IPFS. So we really started to think about it in terms of just with our background from from the publishing side, how do we overlay like a, a DRM, like a digital rights management like system, over top of this so that the content is is truly encrypted and protected, which is what you know, publishers and, you know, labels and studio houses, like it's what they can't give all of their contents away for free. That's why they're trying to push them through all these streaming services. So we sort of, you know, change that and say, let's use the NFT as like a component of it. So we've formed a, a new type of, uh, of asset that we call a, um, a decentralized encrypted asset. We call them DEAs for short. And that sort of holds the entire, um, uh, asset and all the components that that create and build it so you truly own it it can't be changed it's written to the blockchain it's you know unburnable it's unbannable this this is great too because then we can penetrate countries where books are not uh, accessible right we can get them in through the blockchain and we've seen that happen actually um, in some cool instances so uh, yeah it's way different than the, the current system I think I think it's really fascinating, and I was I was talking to Joel about this um, once we were starting to chat with you, and I was like, you know, I was thinking of this is that I have so many books that I bought, like on my bookshelf. I just moved to a new place here a couple of years ago, so I didn't move a lot of my books. I just bought new ones that were relevant that I wanted. To and I was like, you know, I bet I've personally read maybe twenty percent of the books that I've gotten on my shelves, and most of them I haven't bought. I go, what would be so cool to me is if it was almost like. Uh, books were like an album and it was like here's the album here are the 14 chapters of this particular album and, or book and you can go and buy the first one or maybe they give you the first one for free and then you go oh i loved it i read it i'm gonna keep it going so having mechanisms in there to buy a book by chapter instead of by the whole property or maybe having it as an nft that's a holder that says there's 14 slots in here because there's 14 chapters and you can <laughs> You could buy them all and they could combine. Is that something you guys are working on or thinking on? I know we've had some conversations offline about some things, but what's an official something, something around that that you guys are working on? Yeah, so um, you're exactly right. This, like serialization of content is very interesting, right? Because we can, what we really built, right, is like what exists currently is there's just an EPUB file and it's a book. What we've done is really created a way where it's like a programmable book. So it can do a lot of different things. So in that instance, right, from a serialized standpoint, it could be that where you buy individual chapters uh, or you could buy you could buy a subscription in effect to that book as like a you know primary token. And then you just receive airdrops of those chapters as as they're written. So we've done some experiments like this already. We're um, also with some like book series. Right. So if you own 
you know, book one, two, and three, you automatically receive book four if you're holding those those earlier copies, right? So there's just a ton of different ways you can like merchandise and market and like really change the way that that you receive books and how they're distributed. There's a lot going on here, both for consumers and for creators. And uh, on this platform itself, you've got a store, you've got a token, you've got NFTs. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen for those that are watching on the video. Why don't you kind of go ahead and walk us through how this actually works? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so let's see what we're looking at here um, is basically our our page of all the stuff that's that's coming up. Um so we released right now to three different blockchains. Like our our goal from a creator standpoint is to be blockchain agnostic, so a creator can deploy to to any chain they want. So we um, we started off with Cardano, which is a little unusual, but we were um, uh, very adept in Haskell, so it was an easy uh, an easy entrance. Uh, we've deployed to Ethereum and to um, Polygon as well, and then we're in the process of our our fourth blockchain, which we're super excited about. We're going to debut that at Consensus this year. Um, so, you know, there's a bunch of different books in here, uh, in our instance, what we've done too, right. Is like kind of going back to your, you guys point about, uh, I think Joel, you said, you know, 42 books, right. Uh, you have no way to see, even if you owned all 42 of those books, like what your, what your bookshelf would be worth in real time. Right. So like, since we have the ability now to, uh, have these sell on a secondary, uh, secondary markets, we can get pricing information. So all of them have, uh, uh, like a rare, we do a rarity chart for each book. Um, we use some different AI artists and we develop a bunch of different covers. So there's sort of a whole system from the collectible side. And then we've started to move more into to a, a mass production side, right? Where there's like, it's it's much more like a, a print book where there's a single cover. Um, we just did this recently with Wizard of Oz um, on Polygon. There's a single cover and then there's like a, a huge amount of units, but then the price point is really low, right? Because what we're wanting to demonstrate is the, you know, there is a collectible side, just like if I went in a physical bookstore, right? I go in a physical bookstore, most of it's just like mass produced stuff. And then there's this kind of small, like rare collectible section. So we can do that same exact thing with, with blockchain. We have, you know, very ultra rare collectible stuff like our Alice in Wonderland um, was our first release on Ethereum. Um, over to this side where there's just a, you know, single cover and there's, you know, and it's an entire book. And really the purpose is just to say that, you know, there's a bigger utility here, right? That was just like two Matic, right? It's really cheap. Um, some of the more expensive ones. Is like that because those are maybe out of copyright because it's been over 75 years. So some of those early ones were able, you're able to go out there and kind of grab those and purpose them in your way. Yeah. So what's funny is we started with, uh, we launched last July, July, 2022, and we started with public domain books because, you know, they're they're free and there's no copyright issue around it. So we were like, let's generate some cool art. And and we were really just trying to to build a mass collection of books to go back and talk to all of our publishing partners. And what happened was like all of them sold out in like seconds. And then it started wow. this thing where we had, you know, a growing kind of audience. It was great. And every time we put a book out, everything would just sort of sell out like almost instantaneously. Uh, and I that, love that it, how this one right here has there's a thousand books. And there you got 157 unique book covers and the 97 of them are a one of one. So if you got that book cover, that's a unique book cover that didn't have like your book could literally go from being a liability sitting on your bookshelf to becoming a freaking awesome asset. Yeah, 100 percent. We've had uh, like our I think our highest sell was around uh, eleven thousand five hundred dollars for like a single wow. book, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. 
Wow. I think, you know, is... honestly, I think it's really just we're we're trying to get momentum and and get it get it going and get it started. Like we're you know the the base is growing, and I think as we expand to these more chains and we've got some bigger kind of partnerships with some larger um, authors and publishers coming up, that that's going to be super exciting. So somebody can go to the site, they connect their wallet, they can buy with uh, ETH or Matic or Cardano, depending upon the book. And then is this your own e-reader DAP that you've created or can people read these um, on, you know, their Kindle or, or other methods? Like, what, how do you make this convenient for people to consume? So we do have an e-reader, the DAP that's an HTML5 reader that you can read um, on, on the site here. And then uh, we also released an Android reading app and an iOS reading app. And um, sort of, the, you know, the goal, you know, there's kind of this this fundamental difference, right, between like a centralized retailer, right, like a, a Kindle. Um, they work in a much more wall, you know, walled off way. So they're not sharing a lot of data with uh, with an author or a publisher. It's it's very much, you know, they see it as their user. And then they're cutting a check to, as you guys probably know, when you're selling books through Amazon, you don't have direct access to, you know, your reading base, right? So in our instance, like, you know, wanting to, you know, effectively decentralize that model so creators have access to their direct access to their audience, um, we can do a lot, a lot of different things there. Um, so an Amazon or an iBooks isn't really going to be inclined to, you know, want to necessarily work with us. However, we're building some SDKs out that will actually launch from different wallets. So you could launch it and read it from uh, from any other wallet or any other reader, right? There's some other smaller e-readers out there. Um, we're talking to some device manufacturers as well, which is super exciting. So it sounds to me like it's it, there's the potential for just a complete reimagining of books. One of the things that I thought about before, uh, Joshua, was I think I thought about like five, six years ago around when VR becomes more prevalent or when AR becomes more prevalent, like to have those goggles on while you're reading a physical book, it could literally say using uh, computer vision, know which book you're reading or see the words that you're reading and then read it to you like in Morgan Freeman's voice or something. That's kind of one of the things that I was thinking about for even new books is like, one. here's how I like, here's how I most love to consume books. I like to have a book in front of me, normally a paper version, while I'm listening to an audiobook version of that on Kindle, it's called WhisperSync. But with AI being so amazing now, you can almost build AI into your reader platform and have it read it to you in whatever voice you want it read to you in. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, we, we're experimenting with some AI uh, voice uh, stuff with a couple of different uh, partner companies. Yeah. Um, Maybe use 11 amazing. Labs. You can have your own voice read your book to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that would be an insane sort of meta what yeah yeah it really would um there's in it the sample set's really small too it's crazy it's like 82 words or something i think you say and then they can reproduce your entire vocabulary it's wild i want to have uh, my book read to me in the voice of a sexy french maid and now we'll read <laughs> to you twitter power my name is francine bonjour that's is that a thing that's a very good idea. I do not so you these are my book. books right here. I went into my library and I've got The Art of War 
and the Wizard of Oz. I've got mint number 119 of the Art of War and Wizard of Oz number 430. And I could send this book to somebody else. I go, all right, I'm done with this. I've got I've got my war and my art done. Sun Tzu nailed it. And here you go, Travis. I can send it to your wallet or I can read it. Same thing with the Wizard of Oz. And when I click read, um, uh, my wallet is connected. I've already validated mm-hmm. that I own the book uh, by connecting my ledger. And now I can go into here and I can read the book all about Dorothy and Toto and Twisters and, and uh, mm. Wicked Witches I, I and love so forth. So, yeah, Josh, so all what this about, is just streaming this? in right now. Yeah, this is good. What about this? Can Is there a way to sort of, you know, include? So because this this kind of takes the, you know, the print model, right? Gutenberg, I'm putting, I'm putting ink to paper, right? You don't have to do that digitally. Can we now, can we construct books in a new way that we can add, you know, uh, creative colorful images in the book um you know sort of emojis all kinds of those things yeah absolutely so um our first book that we released yeah, last year the very first one we actually did like the the 1456 version of the gutenberg bible in latin like the original mm. og very first printed book kind of just as an homage to mm. uh, to the you know the revolutionary step and and knowledge dissemination and so within that book it was a really good challenge because it's about eight times the size of a normal book just the raw like textual size right. Right. but then we inserted high resolution um uh photos of the original throughout it and then we actually put a um and a, a video in it as well and all of it's completely decentralized you can only see you know and go through it if you actually own it hmm. and then when you're done joel you can send it to someone else right that's like i read the book rather yeah. you know because they got like you know where i was in denver and i know many places around the world they have these they have this little book house and people would take their books and they'd put them in there and you know leave them for others to come by and get or they'd sell them on ebay or at the flea market or whatever and yeah. you know these book clubs pass them around and this is like one central marketplace now there's something here that i want to point out that is a really big deal um many people know publishers by their name penguin random house and so on you might not know what ingram is ingram is the biggest distributor of books like a lot of the books amazon gets they get from ingram and uh, you guys uh did a deal with them they have actually invested ingram has invested with uh book.io talk about how important that is yeah i mean from the industry perspective it's it's huge right they um they are the biggest book distributor in the world they have operations literally i mean everywhere um they for the most part, if you buy a physical book, most people don't know this, but like if you buy a physical book, like most of the time, uh, that book doesn't exist until you hit the order button on Amazon. And within, you know, their SLA with with Amazon is super tight. So within, uh, you know, 48 hours, right before that book shows up for two day shipping, they receive your order, they print that book, they print the cover, they bind it, pack it, ship it mm. and get it to you. And so they are, you know, by far and away, like the biggest name and in, in, um, in all of, you know, publishing on the print side. And so we, uh, they had actually invested in a, um, a prior company that we had done in the publishing industry and, and sold that company. And uh, I'm very interested in just like the infrastructure of like what we're doing using blockchain to power um, digital. And um, yeah, they have a kind of a funny story that the, uh, the CEO there, he had the opportunity to take a 30% share of Amazon at one point early on, early on, Jeff Bezos had come to him and offered him 30%, but he, he wasn't sure if it would work. So he 
he didn't invest, but he did fulfill, you know, uh, access to books, which is what uh, Amazon started with, of course. So, um, yeah, they're they're a huge name. Um, and then we have an, another one as well. Like we were pretty strategic in like who we wanted to invest. The other one is um, uh, Bertelsmann, uh, their uh, digital media investments group, which they own. Um, it's a, you know, massive BMG, uh, media huh? conglomerate. Yeah. They own BMG and, and part of Sony. And then they own all of Penguin Random House on the publishing wow. side. Huge. Um, yep. That, that is, a big I, lo- I love this, Joel. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like having both of us be authors, you more authory than most. And then taking that type of taking that and then being able, I, it seems to me that this is a way Joshua to sort of wrap community into the book experience especially if you're offering it as a serial 100 100 because we can do a lot of really cool stuff like we do we do some different um uh, things through discord right now but we're building out sort of a social side so if you have those books because then we can do really cool stuff too where we verify if you've actually read it right so maybe to be in a particular group right if you think about it in sort of a discord sense right you uh-huh. not only would have to own those books but we would have to verify that you've actually read them and then you get access so then you get really qualified you're talking to really qualified um super fans right you're talking to people who actually truly love you and then what's interesting is that you can do so many things on the fly with these it's it's just my mind's going a million miles an hour joel yeah there's so much and i'm looking through on open sea some of these book covers i don't know if you saw the one i was just showing there this cowardly lion that just looks like he's badass uh, was those all mid-journey class. created uh, so they, uh, there's, there's a different, com- a couple different combinations of software, um, and some of it that they've written in Python, um, to overlay. So we've kind of created some of our own modules too, to do some of this. Look how cool that is with the twister taking out the, uh, the Kansas farm home. Well, this is fantastic. You guys can go check this out, go to book.io and, and poke around there. I say, you know, go grab a book. You can get, yeah. you know, a book here for a couple Matic. That's, you know, it's like true. a couple dollars and try. I got, I got one last question, Joel. I was just thinking about sure. it. I was, and I was rambling with my last question because I forgot this question. So can we have books, Joshua, that are maybe we're going to sell it, but it's unlimited amounts of them. It's like, I want us to take this book and I don't care how many people buy this first chapter. I want you get access to it. Then you're able to, then you're able to do additional stuff because you have access, but the whole book could be its own. There could be a minimal amount or a maximum amount of those. Or there's other NFT properties, but I want as many people who wants to get one of these as possible. Is there a way to sort of do an unlimited mint? Yeah, definitely. Like we've, we've actually done uh, one mint that we did was basically almost like fungible, right? So it was, there was no difference between the books. They weren't numbered. There was nothing different between them. Um, and that, that you can time box to like, you could make it available for a certain amount of time, or it could just be like, you know, non-ending. And uh, yeah, you can do all kinds of crazy different ways that that have not been possible through uh, through the traditional mechanisms. Love this, Joel. This is good stuff, huh, brother? It's just getting started too. So, really encourage you guys to go over to Book.io and check this out. Josh, is there anything else you would like to share with the Republic of Bad Cryptopia? Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, just excited to be on here. I think you know we've got some really exciting stuff coming up. Doing a big thing at Consensus. Uh, with this new blockchain um uh let's see next month too in may we're gonna drop uh one of mark cuban's books he was actually one of our earliest seed investors 
Mm, and I'm um, nice. super excited about that. And uh, and then on the music side too, because we've developed out uh, audiobook capabilities because audiobooks are, are growing. And really, there's no difference between an audiobook and and an album, right? It's just a set of tracks with music. Okay. So we're starting to work with um, a few different artists and collaborate on how we're going to produce, you know, basically almost like going back to CDs, right? Where like you have to own this album in order to listen to it. Uh, it's true. De it's, it's decentralized DRM. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So DDRM <laughs> would, would be the thing. I might still that. So That's good. When this uh, when this show runs, we're going to be at NFT NYC. Are we going to see you? Are we seeing you now there in New York? Yeah, we've talked about going up there. So, you know, what's funny is we're um, we're kind of torn between we do a lot of book stuff, too. Right. So I'll be in London um, in a couple of weeks uh, at the London Book Fair. So we kind of go back and forth between crypto related stuff and book related stuff. So we're always like juggling like exactly yeah. what to do. Tying the world together. Well, Josh, appreciate you yep. coming on. Thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate you guys out there in the Republic. Check out the site. And of course, as always, we like your reviews. We'd love your feedback. Bad Crypto Podcast at gmail.com is where to find us. And, and Josh, we're going to bestow on you a very unique honor that uh, only a handful of people get to do. But you get to close us out and tell people what they need to do. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.